What is going on, DC? This is Move the District, hosted by yours truly, Mike Yassin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to highlighting members of the Washington, DC health and fitness community and giving you the correct information with no BS to help you live a life that's active, healthy, and fulfilled. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode six of Move the District. I got a close personal friend of mine here today who I'm super excited to have on the show. Uh, She is a personal trainer. She is a trainer at Rumble Boxing, endurance athlete, and overall hype woman. I love that. Uh, She helped cultivate community here in D.C. through movement. uh, And uh, her name is Mona Garcia. Mona, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Mike. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. I love that you uh, describe yourself as a hype woman. I think that's awesome. <laughs> so for, for those of you listening at home, I ask people to give me about two sentences to describe themselves before they, you know, so that when I introduce them on the show, I do a, a good job of doing that. And uh, Mona here typed hype woman in all caps, uh, H-Y-P-E-W-M-N. And uh, I feel like that describes you perfectly. What What is a hype woman? <laughs> a hype woman is your support system. It is that person that is cheering you on, that believes in you from the start, even when you don't believe in yourself. Honestly, like, I mean, when I meet people, I just see the best in them. And my goal or like what I naturally feel like doing is just like, Tell me what your goals are. How can I get you there? Even if it's maybe if I can't support you in one way, I'm always going to hype you up and be there for you. Um, it's, it's looking at op- the optimistic ways. Like the way you, your mindset should be is always optimistic. And if you don't see it, I got you. I'll hype you up because everyone needs a little hyping up. <laughs> everyone needs a little bit of a hype here on this Tuesday uh, afternoon here. Absolutely. I think it's just one of those things where, you know, we're better. It's better to have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, right? Like hundred percent. I'd rather, you know, work with you and help you get better. Cause then I know I'm going to get better also. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we grow to Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, together, versus so, yeah. like, just like breaking people down. And I think, I think, for a long time in the fitness industry, there's always been like this kind of like stigma, like, oh, you need to work harder. You need to be tougher. You're not tough enough. You're weak. And I think uh, having those people, you know, with more of a growth mindset, I think that that really changes things in a, in a class or in a personal training session. Uh, don't you think? Yeah, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. And it just starts where, like, like you said, there was that mindset, but then there's the mindset of why don't you just start with one step at a time, showing up and whatever it is, is effort. And that effort really, as it builds, you build that consistency. And that's what we're looking for is that progress, right? No one is a hundred percent when they show up, you know, we're trying to get there and that's the process. So yeah, like, and you need that constant support through it, right? You're not going to be amazing when you show up. Um, and that's okay. And so knowing yeah. that, so that is definitely part of it. All right. So Mona, you've, you've obviously made your mark here on the, the DC fitness scene over the last several years. How did you get your start in DC here with, in the fitness community? Um, my fitness journey started with, um, 
it started with running. I think I want to say like after college when I was, wasn't doing um, much in college, um, I got back into running and uh, I wanted to start running with a group potentially. So I'm not doing it myself. And then that's when I met um, Nike Run Club. And I started going faithfully all the time to the point where they asked me if I could be a part of their team. And um, because the joy of it is doing it together and just socializing with people and suffering together, doing all of that. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And they thought I would be a good asset to the team. So I, jo I joined the team and then I had a full-time job at that point. So Nike Run Club was my part-time job, but I literally could not wait to get off my nine to five to do this, you know, minimum wage part-time job. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it started. Uh, I really enjoyed it then at one point. I really, since I told you I had this restlessness, but I, I didn't know what to do next. I just knew that I, I love the sense of community, the way we, community that we were building. And um, I just wanted to spend more of my energy on that. Uh, and I think that the universe kind of like helps you do something maybe if you're not ready or you don't think you're ready or you're a little scared. But I ended up getting laid off of the job that I had. And at that point, it was in construction. So I easily could have jumped back into it. another job. I could have gotten another gig. I knew a lot of people in the industry. Um, I decided to, to at that point to like bet on myself and be like, do you want to go into fitness, see what hap what can happen? And um, yeah, so from there, I just stayed with um, like Run Club and kind of started seeing other stuff. And one thing that interested me at that point was Pilates, which helps with running, gives you the stability and works on injury prevention, which is huge, very important in that. Um, yep. So I got into Pilates, the studio in Bethesda. And uh, yeah, so those were my two jams for a bit after that. It's been nonstop and I've been expanding it now. I'm doing rumble boxing. Love it. So, there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. wait, what was the what was the first job you had? The uh, the In nine fitness? to five. No, 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 the nine to five. Um, oh construction, <laughs> which is very odd. But so before that I had I was coming back from New York and the industry that I was in, there just wasn't any, there isn't anything in DC that was that, which was in um, wardrobe styling and fashion styling. And gotcha. um, so since there wasn't that, <laughs> the people were blogging. I was like, okay, I'll blog, but I needed a nine to five and construction, like the scheduling and the creative part of it. I, was in, I wasn't in the construction sites. I was in an office. I was, I was, um, so that I was my part next of question. Team. I know, I really wanted to, be a hard hat girl but yes. I was uh I was <laughs> in the office you were chilling. in the office okay fair enough yeah, yeah yeah and then and then so Nike was the first you know your first foray into like the fitness community I mean that's that's like yeah. a, a pretty cool like first like thing to be a part of what, what was that like yeah um I mean yeah you're right it's it was huge and the way I would say it is uh Nike has so many, many great resources. So I was able to be, to learn from a lot of great individuals, not only the fitness part, but the marketing part of it, the intention part about it, the messaging, um, all of that. But I think I entered in a really special time because they were really investing in 
um, the community aspect of what can we do within a community and how can we help and how can we bring uh, Nike running to life through, you know, you humans that are here. And so that was, that was amazing because we really had a say of what we thought our community wanted, what we needed, we asked for it. And it was kind of like a lot of pitching of what we can do and um, trying things out, testing things out, but also getting the community feedback. And so that's always, you know, that's what you do now. You want to create a great experience. And I think that Nike taught me from this top-notch way of doing it. It was, it was very premium. There was a lot of good resources, but um, to, to help as soon as a runner came in, their experience should be, well, they should be really welcomed within the first two seconds, you know, and taking care of them all the way to the end and giving right. them a little bit more intention all like all the way to the finish um so they can come back again and um and the offerings that we have we have we had a whole bunch of different offerings um so what we did was group runs speed sessions long runs um and then just regular fun runs uh and it was a great team a great experience and we got to do a lot of awesome events here in the city and, and other places and to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Love so it. I really got to really grow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, in terms of like the community aspect, what's, I mean, what do you think it goes into building a community? What, what, what where does it start? Hmm. It literally starts uh, with like an invitation, yeah. you know, just an invitation. It, and it doesn't matter how many people are there. It's not about the numbers. And I think sometimes you can get lost in the numbers, but it's really not that it's, it starts with an invitation and it could be just you and one person. And then you guys are having a good time. Then you invite someone else to try it out. And if they enjoy their time with you because you have this really good energy and it's authentic and it's real and you're offering something that's needed. Um, I think it, just builds with that, with time. You give it a lot of nurturing, a lot of love, and you're there for the right reasons. Um, and you just want those people to be a part of it, but not just be a part of it, to get something out of it because they want it, because it's needed. And I think a community is needed, especially in this city, because like I told you how I entered, I was running alone a lot and I just wanted that feeling of like suffering with, with a group of people and I wouldn't do it alone. So like, I think it was really, it, it sounds easy, but it's not easy. But like, if you want to run, why not run in a group? So you do it together. If you, that's why we go to fitness classes. We want, we're like, we're creatures of like, we need that socialization. So yeah. Why not create an inviting space? Um, so it just, honestly, it just takes having a good, in the background of it, having a good experience and a message to deliver. But at, in the front of it, it's like literally just being a human, being social, being inviting and having fun with it. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a YouTube video out there. It's like how to start a movement. And it's this one guy dancing like, a, like an idiot, like at a music festival, I think it is. And everyone's kind of like <laughs> looking at him like he's like he's stupid. And then like he like gets one other person to dance with him. And it's like two people dancing like idiots. And yeah. then <laughs> like next thing you know, it's like five people dancing like idiots. And then it's like 15 people. And then all of a sudden a whole mob of people come and there's like 50 of them. And it's like, and it's yes. just like consistently just like 
being there, being inviting, being welcoming uh, yep. goes a long way towards <clears throat> towards that community. And I think, especially here, like in in you know a city like DC, where you have so many people who aren't uh, from here, like yeah, and you move here for for work or whatever reason, and and you don't know anyone. So yep. you know the workout classes, you know that tends to be not only your workout, but you know, your social, you know, interaction for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're hundred percent right. I'm in here with all the transplants. You look forward to that one time that you're going to go hang out with, with the crew, the run crew, or go to this class and there's someone there, Sally, that you see every time and she's on this side of the room and you're just like, give them a nod. And, you know, it's feeling like you're part of something and that is what a lot of people are looking for, especially when you come to a place like DC. And I think that DC is huge at invited, being inviting and being great at um, trying to build community. It's really special. Yeah, I mean, I think um, here, I mean, there's probably like a little bit of a bubble like that where it, it is so welcoming like that, which I think is, is awesome. Uh, and I think, you know, with, the, with most of these workout classes, it's not really about the workout. You're like, yeah, sure, like you get yeah. a good workout you know, in Rumble or in CrossFit or wherever it might be. But the, the big thing is that sense of community yeah, uh, and, and maintaining that community. That's, that's what's going to drive people, you know, into workout classes is the opportunity to, to see their friends and, and, you know, get in, like you said, struggle through something together. Cause that really, I think creates those bonds that, you know, last a long, long term. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so in terms of, um, you know, where do we, you know, I think you've done a great job of creating, you know, a community just off of your yourself, you know, in terms of, you know, creating a like brand, right. Uh, you know, I think we talk about like, you know, influencers and stuff like that. And I don't know if you identify as one. I think I think I I see you as a as fitness influencer. You know, someone who's who's inspirational to to others. You know, within the community here. What would you? What advice would you give to someone who's who's looking to follow in that footsteps? Um, the first thing you'd have to do, I think, is it's like you have to put yourself out there. Um, and if you want to do it, at least in fitness, it has to be for the right reasons. I think that when I started, that really wasn't my intention. I am just, you know, I, it's funny because I'm not even a person that likes to be in front of the room, like saying a speech, like I get very nervous, but my drive and passion and my love for fitness has really pushed me to really a lot of uncomfortable positions. So there's stuff that I have to do that I know I, I have to do in order to build and continue building on what I envision. And so I always say, when you think about that, I say like, think work local, but I want you to think global, right? So the work that you have to do is very small, like one person at a time, but your reach is so big and it can really be bigger than where you're at. And so always have that bigger vision. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a lot of work and you just have to put yourself out there and you have to have the right reasons. Like I, I think that 
uh, everything that I write about and everything that I talk about, I really try to live it and breathe it and do it. Um, and it's not BS. Like I, I don't do it because I think that that's what people want to hear. I just, that's how I feel. And I feel that sometimes I could be talking to myself, but I know that somebody needs to hear it or somebody feels it. So I'm talking with people and I think people can really relate. And, um, that's how it works. When it comes to working with other brands, I think that everyone should know that they offer and have a big value. A lot of trainers here have like a uh, huge value, have, um, a, a wonderful point of view and they have something to offer. And I think that they should know that and they should represent themselves that way. Um, and I could always sit and talk to somebody and be like, this is, I can help you. Yeah. I'm trying to help you. This is all you got to do. Like, and it's, 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 it's a lot of little things, but I'm always down to help. Uh, but I, I don't even like know how to explain it, but yeah, just continuous work. It's, it's, but the social part of it is, um, a lot. That's like the, that's like our office, you know, that's right. where a lot of the work goes into it. Um, and then when you're in person, that's the real work, you know, that's when you're really connecting with the people. That's how, that's when you're memorable. That's where it matters. Um, the office work is like, I guess your marketing paper toolkit, you know, all that it, good stuff. I think it's just continuing to be present, you know, like whether 100%. that's, whether that's online, whether that's in person, you know, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people reach out to me about uh, my Instagram following. How do, how do you grow an Instagram following? And I think the answer is just keep putting content out, you know, and, yeah. and know who your target audience is. You know, yes. know who your target audience is and know exactly what they want. And exactly. you know, for me, that's, you know, they want videos on how to, uh, fix knee pain, fix shoulder pain, stuff like that. And so I'm going to give it to them. And it's always, mm -hmm. it's always funny. Like when I do post stuff that isn't that the engagement's a lot lower and then <laughs> they're like, I still All right, like my. your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I appreciate you liking my stuff, but uh, yeah, the engagement's a lot lower. And then, then, you know, in person, you know, it's, it's the same thing is, is, you know, how do I continue to deliver that same, those same messages of, you know, movement is medicine, empowerment, um, so that it solidifies it so people keep, you know, engaging, right? And I think, yeah. you know, that's, that's like, you know, you know, what you do, I think, um, in terms of, you know, consistently engaging with people, I think that's what um, really, you know, solidifies, you know, your standing within the community. Yeah. Yeah. The consistency is you have to be consistent when they meet you from who you are on social media through all of it and offer that same, you're offering that same advice. For you, it's a lot of knowledge. You have not a, a lot of knowledge, but not just on Instagram when they see well, you in person. You. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, thank you. Um, but I think also, I think a big part of it is people also think that like, it's just an online thing. Yeah. You know, it's just an online thing. Mm -hmm. Like I just gonna post a bunch of pictures, post a bunch of videos. <laughs> it's just an online thing. It's not. Because you have to, you know, the engagement part, like the actual engagement part, you know, whether that's people who slide into your DMs or, you know, it, when you meet people in person, you have to engage with them. Otherwise, you just become just a random, random shit posting account, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and when I say consistency, yeah, try to post as much as you can. But if you really don't have anything to say, skip the day. Like, don't. 
post anything just to post, you know, try to have something to say. Have something to say. Different. Yeah. But I think also, also, I think people also do tend to overthink it. Like, think, like, post, like, what you're feeling. You know, think about, like, your feelings. Think about, like, what people ask you all the time. Do people, like, Mm -hmm. slide into your DMs and, and, like, ask you, like, questions? Uh, yeah, I get a lot. I get a lot of questions. Um, it's funny. I was having this conversation yesterday, but you know, as long as it's in the context of stuff that I'm trying to deliver, if it has to do with anything fitness or if they have any questions on, let's say boxing mechanics or, um, like running shoes, anything like that, I try to give as much advice as I know. And I like, and if I don't, have the answer i'll try to direct them i am very helpful i'm never like like i never just shut them down i try to be as helpful as possible for sure now if it's not within that aspect or that context maybe you might not get a reply (laughs) (laughs) so not everybody gets a reply from mona not uh not everyone but generally everyone yeah i would say a high percentage of people get a reply yes Yes. All right. Send me DMs. You're going to get a reply. <laughs> there you go. True, authentic Mona right there. Answers for DMs. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's always like the, oh, build your uh, Instagram following, 10,000 followers, like and subscribe. You're like, eh, I don't think this is real. I feel like I'm good, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's all right. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think there's a lot of people out there that are searching for, you know, whether it's inspiration, whether it's, you know, just, tools. And, and so I think, um, you know, it plays a social media plays a, a big role in helping people, you know, deal with, you know, the stresses of life. And especially now with people that are, you know, locked up in studio apartments by themselves, you know, with, with quarantine here, I think, um, you know, having access to people, um, you know, who, who are knowledgeable about fitness and health uh, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this quarantine and, and, and being able to connect with your people through social media has been huge, but also a gift because you're still able to do like for fitness, fitness took a huge hit. Um, but I feel still grateful to be able to connect with the people through social media. Um, I feel, um, and they have thanked me as well, but I, I feel like that we can still offer what we love doing and we can still provide what we love doing. And, and so f- feeling grateful to be able to do a certain amount, maybe it's not to the capacity that we've been used to doing or how we've been doing it. Um, it's still huge. And so we're at a very opportunistic time to really get out of your comfort zone, try different things and um, see what you like, see what you don't like and challenge yourself. Um, how do you wanna reach your people? Like right now, you can be looking at it in different ways and get really good at it, you know? Um, definitely, you can build, this is building time for a lot of people through social media, yeah. So with that right. being said, how yes. have you gotten yourself out of your comfort zone here during uh, COVID-19? <laughs> Oh man, how have I gotten out of my comfort zone? How have you gotten out of your comfort zone? Well, um, it's, it's been a lot more, I guess it's been a lot of more back end work. Um, but it's, I had to take a step back and kind of make sure that everything I'm doing 
is not because I was doing it or um, it's been a lot of reflection where every everything <laughs> everything that I'm putting my mind to is because I want to do that, be there and supply that and offer that. Um, I've gotten out of my comfort zone. Oh man. Be, <laughs> Put you on the spot. It's, it's, I know you're putting me on the spot, but nah, it's cool. Everything, like a lot of things we didn't know and we had to learn and we had to get through it. And one thing is that a lot of the stuff that I offer, I practice a lot and try to get really good at it. And when the first Zoom virtual classes happened, like I didn't know how to play the music and like I was playing the music from the background. I didn't have a mic, I'm screaming. I'm like, like my service wasn't good. I'm like, let me give them an outside back view and my service is like all choppy. Like it's going through those crazy things. Woman? And, <laughs> you know, and that's not the kind of quality or class that I like to give, but thankfully my clients are very supportive. But I'm like, guys, this is my first time on Zoom. Please, I'm sorry. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna we're gonna see if this even works. Um, so doing a lot of stuff like that, um, that was one of those things. But just from there, everything has been different. You know, um, oh, yeah. even, like by the classes, uh, challenging the pro the programming. It's just a lot of different things. How you communicate with your people, uh, a little bit of everything. You know, um, yeah. and I'm not going to lie, like a lot of it is just been reflection and seeing how do you want to move forward. Um, and those are thoughts when you have to sit with yourself and like really think about everything that could be uncomfortable because a lot of people like to go, 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 yeah. you know, but if you sit there and find that stillness, you have to really go through a lot of those thoughts. So I think that that is also part of mastering Definitely. whatever you want to do. So Definitely. I'm really happy with how things are going. <laughs> I, say, I, I think I have a, a lot of people that I work with, and I'm sure you see this too, are always like, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go. And like, I need to do more workouts, I need to do more workouts. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, one thing that I've, I've started doing is challenging them to not work out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Challenge them not <laughs> to work going? out. And, and, and they hate it, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's the, you know, that, that inability to sit still. And it's like, well, I'll go for a five mile run in the morning. Then I'll do a class in the afternoon and then I'll do, you know, yoga at night or something like that. And I'm like, why don't you just read a book, read a book <laughs> and, and see what happens or yeah. sit on your couch and watch a TV show for an hour. Like just, just hang out. And that's, you know, a challenge in, you know, mental, this mental toughness. Yeah. There's one specific client I could think of who, you know, wanted to do uh he wanted to do the, uh, the Murph workout, the, uh, the CrossFit Murph workout. Right. And yeah. he, he's I'm like, I'm like, why do you want to do that? You know, he's, he's rehabbing like a shoulder injury and, and he's like, well, it's for mental toughness. And I'm like, all right, so you're rehabbing this arm injury right now and you're going to mm -hmm. throw in, you know, a hundred, a workout that involves a hundred pull-ups and a whole bunch of push-ups. And, and he's like, well, I'm going to do it for mental toughness. And I'm like, why don't you just sit here? and read read a book and uh he's like well no i don't want to do that i was like try it see what happens and and i think like challenging people to to like find that stillness is yes. a very uh i think it's a, a very powerful thing i think uh especially you i you know here at big league we try and talk to people about their you know overall health and so sleep you know is obviously a major role in that and and a lot of people don't sleep. 
Yes. I don't sleep. And, you know, a lot of people think they sleep, you know, and they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I got a great four hours last night. And, yeah. and, and you know, that's not enough. So people will be, oh, I'll, I'll get in bed at 10 o'clock and I won't fall asleep until 12. And, and they're not, they, they can't find that, that stillness. They, 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 they move around, they toss and turn, they're, they're on their phone, uh, and, and they don't get a chance to just shut down. And, and to be honest, it's really a skill too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a skill that needs to be developed because like the first time you do it, you're going to suck mm-hmm. at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah I, I like, think, go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say like sleep is a superpower. And if you, like how you feel after you get a really good amount of, of sleep is huge. And that's one thing that I've been working on before. And like my whoop data is, <laughs> during COVID, it's like, you have been highly optimal week after week after week, because now I have the perfect balance. Like I'm I'm pushing for that sleep recovery. And then I'm giving myself the strain that I, that, that supports my sleep where before my strain would be high. Yeah. My sleep would be just barely there and I would be pushing and it would every week it would be like you're overreaching you're overtraining you're doing this and I'm like no 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 I'm good I'll have like one (laughs) good day of sleep and I'll be like I'm getting better now it's just um the balance of strain and recovery has really balanced out and I mean like you said it's not it's not overnight it takes weeks yeah and I noticed that yeah and I think it, it's, it's, it's developing a habit, you know, I think it's, you know, anyone can, <clears throat> you know, try to find that stillness one time. Right. And like, Oh, I, I did it. See, I, I'm good at it, but then uh, I don't need to do it again. And, but it, it becomes a habit. I think the more you, the more you do, I mean, the more you do anything, right. The, the better you're going to get at it, whether it's running, whether it's squatting, whether it's meditating, uh, you know, and you're, mm-hmm. the more you do it, the um, better you're going to get at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And it's just right now is the time for anyone looking to create a habit for wanting to do it. You have the, the time right now. Um, it's always a good time, but right now is a good time to create that habit. It little by little, like three minutes, five, five minutes, whatever it is. Like if you want to run, just step out your house and go around the block and then make, go around the circle and increase that way. Little by little, it's not overnight. Um, and don't press yourself and don't give yourself so much pressure. Just go for it. See what happens. And then check in on yourself in two weeks and see how far you've come. Literally progress is small changes every day. And that I've been learning a little bit. Yeah, a lot step by it. step, and I mean, and that, that goes towards I think a lot of like the the social issues that you know that we're facing, you know, now yeah. in our country, it's just like little steps, you know, bit by bit, you know, overall towards this big picture of progress, right? Yeah, yeah, the movement isn't going to happen like the movement isn't going to change overnight. Like we have con- we have to continuously do little things every day. Again learn something new today, you know, yeah. uh, sign a petition tomorrow, you know, talk to someone the next day, it's small actions, but then you see yourself building it in your cycle, building it in your daily activities, and then you're actually doing it and you're part of it. And that's huge, you know, Absolutely. just little by little, you just got to make sure that it's something that you want to do and that you want to be part of and yeah. set it as a priority. And I think that that's a lot of just, dis- that takes discipline. That's something you can work on little by little. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that I, I was, 
I thought was really cool was you did the uh, the mirror workouts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mirror. So, so why don't you tell uh, the listeners at home about the mirror? Yeah. So the mirror is um, it's a digital platform, <clears throat> and the way that um, you get to use this platform is you can do it in the comfort of your own home, looking at a mirror. <laughs> so it's an actual really, mirror, really cool. right? It's an actual it's mirror. A, yes. Yeah. So, so I can like check myself mirror. out in it, right? You can, you can check yourself out. You can, you know, comb your hair, you can get dressed, look at yourself. Um, and and it's a up. gorgeous mirror. Yeah. It's a gorgeous mirror. And then there's a button that if you want to take it to that digital platform, it'll turn on and then I pop up and I'm just like, Star Wars hologram Moda there. <laughs> Moda in the morning. You and Tupac. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like a hologram. Yes. Like Tupac. How does it how does it feel to be a hologram? Mm, man, like, that's, that's, I feel feels... like that's an honor, like reserved for like really important people, like Tupac. My my Star Wars de- dreams came true and I'm exactly. a hologram, you know, like Princess <laughs> Leia. <laughs> exactly. Um, Move the District is sponsored by Big League Performance and Rehab. At Big League Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. It's yeah, it's really exciting, but I'll be honest with you, I have the mirror at home and it's kind of brutal for me to like watch myself. I'm still not comfortable watching myself. Like I'm not gonna take a Mona workout. (laughs) I'll just go work out. But everyone else should take a Mona workout. Yeah. Um no, it's really cool. And not just that, again, the mirror has this massive community that's global, you know, because they uh, you can get the mirror, I think just about I'm not sure if it's everywhere in the world, but North America, South America, Europe, I think. Um, and people reach out to me and they just are like, I just took a class with you. Think in the, like, and they're in the comfort wow. of their own home and they're thanking me for introducing them to a hook, you know, uh, which is amazing. Or one was like, I took this class with my daughter and she just loved seeing you, another woman teach boxing and that's very empowering as well. Um, so it's really awesome. I was one of um, 11 Lululemon ambassadors that came onto the mirror and did a, a partnership with them to do a couple of programs for their community, which is a great honor and which was an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mirror has everything from meditation <laughs> to kickboxing everything. to hit. Yeah, here we go. Um, I can just talk about you it. Sound like, like you sound like person. Stefan from uh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. It's basically, yeah, really cool. Uh, it's a really awesome thing. <laughs> have you ever Especially. watched a workout class? Like one of your workout classes? I have been, yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, you have to, um, to get a little better, to take notes on yourself. Yeah, you have to. That The mirror ones, they're already said and done, so I know uh, there's stuff. But like I recorded when we first started doing Zoom virtual classes, I recorded my virtual classes, mm-hmm. um, my live classes. I recorded them, saved them, just kind of to see. You always get a little bit better if you see what the- Gotta watch the know, game tapes. Gotta watch the game tapes. 
Exactly. You know, like all basketball players watch the game safe state so they can see the angles that don't work so they can see um, why did not make it? Oh, I didn't pivot. That's why I didn't do yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I have watched myself. It's not like I enjoy it, but it's part of the process to get right. a little bit better, to get a little better. Yeah. Like, I think I'm, I'm oh. like still coming to terms with the sound of my voice. Yeah. You know? Episode six. I think you got to get used to it now. <laughs> episode seven. Episode seven. Oh, episode seven. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm still coming to terms with my voice. I did a podcast last year, someone else's podcast. And I remember hearing my, it was like hearing my voice for the first time. And I don't, I don't know how long. And I was like, is that really what I sound like? I was like, oh yeah. man. I was like, <laughs> and, then I, and then I started this and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's actually what I sound like. So, sorry for listening at home. This is actually my voice. Sorry, I don't have a deep voice like this. <laughs> yeah. we've, been, we've been used to that voice. Yes, <laughs> Everyone, voice. you're the only one that hasn't, but I, I do. Yeah, totally that's the thing. That's the thing. Everyone hears my voice and it's normal and everyone, like, everyone hears your voice normal, but then you hear your own voice and you're like, all right, wait, that's not what I actually sound like. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> you're like, wait, no. That's not how I hear it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. 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 But yeah, going back to like watching, cause I, I've obviously been in classes with you before and it is, it is like a, it is an experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is. It is like an experience. It, it's not just, you know, you're up there, you know, telling us what to do. I mean, you're head banging, you're jumping off the podium. I'll never forget <laughs> the one time I think you came down here for, for a session. You're like, I cut myself open. I'm bleeding. <laughs> you yes. like, I don't know. What, did you like hit your, your head like on the, oh, the knuckle. You, you like hit the stage or something, right? Yeah. I was throwing some hooks and I was too excited um, because in class, when I tell the clients, I'm like, we're throwing hooks. I show them visually. I tell them and I show them visually. I also give them uh, the numbers of the punches and then I'm like really throwing hooks and I'm in the zone and we're in the dark <laughs> and I hit the the, um, the studio platform area where the like strobe lights are at and I just scrape my whole knuckle and I'm bleeding in class but I do not stop I just grab a towel I'm like yeah all right let's keep going <laughs> are, are you hurt or are you injured exactly <laughs> keep going we just keep going we just keep going yeah but um it's, yeah, it's, 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 that room is so fun. It's so energetic. Um, but if you're in there, you know, the class is about you, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to bring the hype. I'm definitely going to bring the hype and it's all about you. But, you know, I like, I just want you to get as excited as I am about the workout, the programming and just get into it and you get into it. Like remember when you were in class, you went in. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone remembers their first rumble class, right? Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a good experience. Talk about um, how did you get into rumble? Where, where did that, where did that start? Yeah. Okay. So uh, my, uh, my journey with rumble is really, really funny. Not really funny, but I think I manifested it. Um, Cause you know, my background is in running, but I think my, <clears throat> where it sparked something sparked in me i want to say when i was still doing nike run club and we had a track session 
track session were built into different waves and there was this first wave that were really fast runners and I kind of I know everyone that's coming and I don't know if it's your first time there was this one guy in the first wave and we were doing like 200 meter repeats and he was crushing these repeats and during the recovery you know everyone's usually keeled over and he's kind of just bouncing just chilling ready for the next 200 and he like crushes these 200 meter repeats and I'm like who is this guy and <laughs> I'm just like he's crushed he's fast his recovery is like amazing what's going on his conditioning yeah. is incredible and they let me know that he's um uh, he's a pro boxer in DC and I'm like what and, and they were like yeah he's a pro boxer so he starts coming a couple of times and I just asked him like you know uh what's uh how's your training like he's like yeah i do running to condition for boxing for endurance he's like so these were these are great for me as like a good workout but i still gotta go practice and do my work right. and i was just like amazed at his conditioning and i saw how it, I, it could benefit my running so that year i was just like i want to learn boxing <laughs> I just want to condition yeah. like a boxer. That's all. Like I didn't know anything about boxing. I know I've watched it growing up my whole life, but um so I got a a, a trainer uh and I started learning punching a little bit. I started learning the just the conditioning part. And um at that point I had gone to New York for something Nike related, a run of some sort. And I went to Rumble when they were 6 months old because Rumble's from New York and yes. um as soon as I walked in, the brand, the energy, the vibe just like really spoke to me. Yeah. And I loved it. And I said, I want to be a trainer in Rumble, but I would not move to New York for it. I want to be a trainer if they ever come to DC. Yeah. And that was like three years ago. And that was just like, that's just something I said, but I never thought about it. And then I continued following their journey when they signed a lease here in DC. They signed a lease here in DC. I, I was just like, all right, on Instagram, I, I knew that there was like some trainer, some founding trainers. And I just wrote to them. I was like, um, you're coming to DC. I want to be one of your trainers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I like, I like the, I send a DM and they were like, oh, great. Um, hold fast. Let's talk. Sign, <laughs> fill out an application, all this. Um, but it was funny because I reached out because I was like, this is what I, I told myself I wanted it to do. Yeah. I spoke and then they reached out to Nike because they had a partnership with Nike and they were like, is there anyone you would recommend from DC? And <laughs> they recommended me. So oh. it was like all, all like circles, points of Oda. So what's up? Wow. Um, but yeah, so after, after that, I think I had about a year and a half to um, before they even had auditions. And so I got, uh, I met another trainer who was going to really show me the techniques and mechanics of the punches because I was only conditioning as a boxer for my running but then I wanted to learn the punches before I did the audition yeah. and so um, that's when it happened and I kept um, every when once they said well, auditions are happening and if you ever want to come to New York come take classes I literally would go almost about like every other month I would go for a weekend and take like four rumble classes within the weekend just wow. to like really understand the brand the product and yeah. yeah I had to work my ass off because my background is not in boxing yeah um but I really wanted to be a part of it and that's how it happened we did the audition process I guess I did okay <laughs> and, <laughs> I'd say so and yeah and I had to do another one and yeah I ended up being part of the founding team which is was like yeah here that's we are 
That's awesome. I mean, I think it, it shows that like the effort you put in to, you know, accomplish your goal. You know, I think, you know, it wasn't yeah. just you just, you know, didn't just DM somebody and just say, Hey, I want a job. And you know, it happened. You know, the fact that you took the time to go to New York, you know, and understand exactly, you know, what it is they're looking for, what their product is, what their brand is. I mean, I love their brand. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is like a pretty, pretty powerful thing. Cause I think people just tend to, uh, don't, don't exactly understand everything that goes into it behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. I think that like when I ran my first marathon and the 18 week really did, it changed my life because I realized that the only way I was ever going to do that is if I showed up for myself like every day. Um, and so I always think about that, but if I wanted that end goal, like, and my background isn't in boxing. So somebody that knows it, like what, if you don't have the skill, what do you have? If you have the effort and if you have good intention, like you can practice that. Like if you're willing to do the work, you've got to put it in. You're not just going to get it. Um, and so I try to let people know that like you want, if you want this goal, like you got to show up for yourself every day when you don't want to, when you're tired, all that stuff. But also like in this setting, I wanted to like continue pushing and be so good that like they couldn't deny it. Like I knew everything (laughs) I worked, but I worked my ass off, you know? So like when you see the end result of me teaching a class, none of that was easy. Everything was broken down to every, we worked on everything from delivery, from welcoming to like the end point, all of that was hard at one point, but you make it look easy, you know? And so there's so much, like I always say, there's a whole bunch of back end work to make something look really easy. Yeah. I think, you know, I had a, when I had Timbo Williams on here, we, we talked about, uh, you know, it's, it's like a performance really, you know, hundred percent. you know, especially, you know, at rumble there, you're up, you know, there's a stage that you're, you're on and, and, and it's, it's more of a performance than, than, than anything really. And, and you're, you're leading mm-hmm. people and, you know, there's a lot that goes, goes into that. Now did, did rumble, how do they, they coach you on, on all of that stuff? So they have a pretty intense like training program. We, um, <clears throat> when it came to auditions, the auditions took about, uh, like my first audition was a weekend where you take classes and then you're on stage and you do your thing. Uh, but once you get the gig, like we were in <laughs> New York, we moved to New York, the whole team, the whole squad, yeah. um, moved to New York. We packed our lives and we went there to just eat, sleep and breathe rumble for three and a half months, three to four months um, to break down everything, you know? Um, So the training is, the training is um, intense and you got to get really uncomfortable. Like we all got a little uncomfortable, especially being in a stage like that and watching like your, your peers that you um, admire a lot. And then the trainers that you have been inspired by, teaching you like it's it's a big deal when you're in that room and you're on the mic and you don't know what to say or you're not used to it Uh, so you got to get uncomfortable and you have to really do it and you break down but it's learning your why learning the reason like everything we say without saying too much all of that is really broken down in thought and I mean the process really helped me learn a lot about myself and gave me a lot um, of resource to be a better trainer 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it's making it, it's not just making you a better trainer, but also a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of it is just like, you know, the fun part, like you said, when I'm bopping my head, that's like me coming out, but yeah. everything else, you know, we trained so much because I wanted to know that I knew my shit so that I can come out because, you know, when you're reading a script, if you don't know this script, like the back of your hand, you're going to be focused on not messing up the script. Right. If you know the script, then you have like your swag to it. You're relaxed. You can give eye contact. You can do that because you don't have to worry about what am I going to say next if you already know it. So like you said, it's a performance. If you know the, if you know your programming, if you know what's next, you know that, then you can just spend your time enjoying the performance and spending time on what matters, which is the people that are in the room that came to get a workout um, and they are there for you. They are there with you. Yeah. You know, you're there for them, but they are there with you. So give them a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So Rumble is known for their celebrity investors, Justin Bieber amongst others. <laughs> have you had any celebrity interactions? I have not. <laughs> no. Uh, I have not, just not yet. Not yet. Kevin. You have you haven't had Justin Bieber come to a class, is what you're saying. No, no, I have not. But I, you know, I'm just waiting for Michelle Obama to walk in and just like take my class. She's that's she's it. out there. She's out there. <laughs> she, she's out there. Yeah, you know, that's like DC and beyond. But well, she's um, she, yeah, she, she's a big uh, SolidCore person, right? And SoulCycle, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we gotta that's get right her here. Gotta get her back into a uh, into a rumble class. I gotta get her into rumble. <laughs> I know she loves to punch, so yeah. Yeah. I, I know she knows boxing, so yeah. Hell yeah. So no, Michelle, I have not seen any celebrities. If you're listening, yeah. take a rumble class. Yeah, Mike. Let her know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think I'd be remiss without bringing up both of our uh, Lululemon ambassadorships. That's how we first met. Which is, uh, which is, you know, I'm thankful for. And uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, it's been a great experience for me. How did you first get uh, involved with Lululemon? Um, yeah, so wonderful. Shout out to the Lululemon fam. Yeah, Lululemon fam. Bringing so many amazing people to my life. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> and amazing clothes. Uh, yes. So, when Lululemon Georgetown was uh, reopening with the loft, yes. I was still working for Nike, uh, but the general manager at that time reached out to me and was like, I want to talk to you about um, helping us build community for Lululemon. So we had, a we had a coffee meeting and he wanted to bring me on as a team member but I was working with Nike and I had just built this Pacer team of like 12 new Pacers. So I wanted to listen what they said. I had never heard of, about Lululemon, oh, but I was open to listening. And I was like, at that point, I had to decline because I was, I was like, you know, I just can't. This seems like a great idea, and, but I just can't leave my team that I just created and we're building something. And I, I just, that's not who I am. So, but since you do want to build community and I want to offer everything to this community, the more people that are doing it, the better. If you need any help, if you need any support, I will be there for you. Like I will promote what you guys have going on and just keep me updated whatever way I can help. And we did, we, we stayed, we stayed friends and uh, I helped support a little bit, but 
I uh, just had a regular relationship with them. Then uh, when I was done with um, when I was done with Nike, and then I was moving on to other stuff. They had the loft open, and I met uh, Kate, which is now your girl at the Navy Yard. Katie, shout out to Katie. Yeah, Thompson. Katie, and I just had this idea of I, I can do a run there, but I wanted to do an eight week series. And I said, you know, how do I make it different? How do I make it special? And it's like that's when I thought I'll bring um, a nutrition nutrition into it. I'll bring specialists that have knowledge and vast powers of like other elements of running so yeah. let me bring some amazing people and yeah that's how we built the relationship so honestly they didn't ask anything from me i just asked if i can use their space and we built a run club called m straight miles yeah. and then they asked me to be an ambassador but that eight week program is how i met you because i had to find someone who knew the body and prevent Wait, injuries and then no you you were involved with lululemon before that or was that really your first like you were the second series I did, okay. but it was that it was that eight week series. Oh, uh, but but yeah, no, that was how it happened. The first eight week series, we did eight weeks of it, which was the first running that I think they had built since they reopened. Yeah, and um, it was fun. So the last the last run we did, and we were coming back up. They surprised me with the <laughs> "Will you be our ambassador?" Oh, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was it was. Awesome. And, and so, yeah, I said yes. But um, yeah, so it was honestly just building that relationship and supporting them through it. And it's been great ever since. Love it. Yeah, I think it's been such a special thing for me, you know, having um, almost like a team, you know, for me, when I started big league, it was just me, right? And I didn't have any employees, no one else. And they were almost like my, my coworkers, you know, and mm -hmm. with with the Navy Yard store here being so close to the office, I could, you know, just shoot over there and pop in just to say, Hey, what's going on? And, you know, run things by them. And, and that was a, a very, um, very, a very like, cool thing to have, you know, for me. Um, and, and they, get, they have given, I know me, they've given me a platform to really spread my message as well with, which, you know, has been awesome and connecting with people like you. So I think, you know, it's, mm -hmm. everyone always looks at the, the, the clothes, right? Like, oh, the stretchy clothes are so great, right? And they are. They are freaking awesome. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I am currently only wearing Lululemon clothes right now. And the underwear will change your life, guys. Guys, if you are not wearing <laughs> Lululemon underwear, go out and invest in a pair. They might be a little bit more expensive than what you're used to paying for, but <clears throat> buy a pair. They will change your life. X. Anyway, Thanks. that's enough about the clothes, but it's so much more than just about the clothes. It's about the community. It's about the people. And they've done such a great job of connecting people and creating that community to, you know, whether it's providing free, you know, workout classes, you know, I do workshops there for people who have back pain, shoulder pain, things like that. And, and it, it, it's given people, you know, so much more than just clothes, which I, you know, I find myself, you know, proud to be a part of it every day. Uh, I a hundred percent agree. There was, um, I feel really grateful to like really have a deep understanding of what they offer. Like you, like you said, just like that. But when I still wasn't, um, when I was talking to Jeff, this was Jeff who was opening the Georgetown store and I couldn't, I feel like I was always meant to like get back, 
get with Lululemon, but uh, before I came an ambassador at, and I was still working for Nike Run Club, they did this thing called the immersion yeah. where 50 people go nationwide and they chose two people from DC, which was me and Svetlana from Brightest Young Things, who I love and adore. Yes. Um, and we did this immersion where we, they asked, they invited us and it was our choice if we wanted to go to an immersive experience for four to five days. Three pillars is <clears throat> sweat, uh, connection and personal yes. growth, right? Yes. So every day we would do something to make us sweat. We would connect with individuals. These are incredible humans that I met and I'm still friends with to this day. And that was like, I want to say four, four or five years ago, five years ago, I think. Um, no, four. Um, and then personal development where you work on yourself and you really like reflect, internalize and just like have those uncomfortable conversations with yourself. Um, we did that every day. And I feel that, I mean, if that's something that they opened my eyes to, that they really want to say the message it's it's about community and the sweating and they have the gear for the sweating but right. it's about connection personal growth <clears throat> they want to see you grow and i feel like they live that and when you're an ambassador they just want you to spread your wings and fly and to think bigger at, and i have felt supported and, and inspired by the humans that i've met through this whole you know ride of the lululemon like you said you feel like you have a team so you feel like you can think bigger and go bigger, you know, and sometimes you can see your image like, oh, I think I want to do this, or it's very unclear. And they help you just kind of find that. Yeah. And uh, those three pillars to me is kind of something that they represent with like some dope clothes, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so much deeper and it's harder to tell, but like even those relationships that we've had throughout the time right now, like they offer those three things and it's amazing. So I'm yeah, I mean, whether it's like the goal, the goal setting uh, workshops that, that they've done you know, and uh, those have been great. Um, you know, some of the other mindfulness stuff they've put together, they, they've done such a great job of, of being more than just a clothing brand, which yeah. um, I feel like we're, uh, we're going, we could go on and on here about Lululemon. Yeah, I know. We're good. <laughs> um, but all right. So couple, couple more questions here. What uh, what TV show are you watching right now? Oh man, um, TV show. Um, okay. <laughs> I re I'm rewatching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Watch that. Yeah, I just got Disney Plus. Oh my god! It's so that we can well, so that we can watch Hamilton. Okay, so yes, I was going to say Hamilton. I watched Hamilton three okay. days ago okay. for the first time, and it was everything that everyone talked about. So the hype is real. <laughs> the hype is real. Um, that, The Mandalorian, since you have Disney Plus, watch that. Um, You're a big Star Wars like person, aren't you? A little bit, I think. I mean, the more I've, I've talked about it three times already. So I, I was just going to say, I'm yeah. Big, I'm big <laughs> on it. Um, and then Netflix, what have I been watching on Netflix? I haven't been watching that much TV. All right. I'll watch something small, but like, no, I haven't been watching that much TV. All right. Just what's, movies here and there. What's, uh, what's the last book you read or currently reading? <clears throat> so I'm currently rereading um, Endure by Alex Hutchinson. That's more of a running book and how you endure, like you said, mental resilience. Uh, I'm reading the second mountain it's called the second mountain 
um, I forget who this is by, but it's, you know, finding a new life within like re reinvigorating yourself and finding your actual path. Maybe it's never too late to find it. Um, so there's that. And, um, the one I brought with me on this trip is, uh, it's stillness is key. Stillness is key. Just there you go. A little bit stillness. Learning more about stillness. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Awesome. There's that. Hey, this was, uh, this was fun. Of course. This it's always fun. great to chat with you, bud. <laughs> so if people wanted to find you, uh, where can they find you? They can find me on IG um, okay. at Mona Lavinia. Mona Lavinia. There you yes. go. Yes. L-A-V-I-N-I-A. Yes. Mona Lavinia. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, Mona, thank you for uh, coming on here. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to do this again soon, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.